Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Michael Cohen is with us, the former attorney and personal fixer of Donald Trump. Thank you for being here on the Madison Show. Um, you, uh, you may have heard, I hope, some of what Bill Cohen says. Is there anything you would add or agree or disagree with? Well, I didn't hear the um, earlier segment, so if you want to, yeah, well, <laughs> if you want to walk me through, I'm more than happy. To okay. Tell you. Well, in, in in essence, he said that if he if there were documents found at his house uh, as former Secretary of Defense, uh, that he'd be handcuffed and marched off to prison. As hundred well, percent, yeah. yeah, Joe, a hundred percent. It's not just him. It's anyone. In fact, Reality Winner had one document, and she spent five years behind bars. Yeah, and she was trying to be a whistleblower to protect the country. This man took 11,000 government records, 11,000. He stores them in this Mar-a-Lago resort where there are thousands and thousands of people that come in and out in the course of a week including in 2019, a Chinese dissident that came in with a thumb drive that had some sort of malware on it. Uh, And she was, of course, taken out, but only because, you know, he still has Secret Service protection. The man is placing this country and its national security at risk. He himself is a clear and present danger to this country. And he's absolutely 100% right. For some reason, the FBI, the DOJ, they're tiptoeing around Donald as if he was, as if he was the king of, this, of the supreme leader or the monarch of this country. And it, he's not. And for whatever reason they're doing this, they're just allowing him to what appears to be to not have to face the consequences. Unfortunately for Donald, I believe this time is different. I believe that what he has done is so significant. Now, not that he hasn't created um, other cases in the past and, you know, um, and accused of illegal yeah. activities. Yeah. Yeah. This one is so devastating that Republicans themselves cannot get on board. Now, of course, he has his sycophants, but Republicans themselves cannot get on board when you're talking about nuclear documents, not just maybe here in the United States, but nuclear documents pertaining to other countries. Let me now, Michael Cohen, let me bring up a story and I'm going to be doing a deep dive into it tomorrow. Uh, it was, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Sam, my producer, it was what, from Raw, the, about Raw story, about him signing an executive order to place or build atomic reactors on the moon. And, and then in that story, as I was reading, someone asked the Russians, are you aware of this? And they said, Oh yeah, we're reading it, uh, and then the the uh, the Saudis are in on this. Are you aware of that story? So I did see that story. It was covered by more than just Ross' story. It was covered by Business Insider yes. and um, 
and a whole slew of others that took off of you know that main story. But the answer to that is yes, I am aware of it. And your take on it initially? Well, look, I'm not really sure how that actually applies to the 11,000 documents that he should not have been in possession of. Um, you know, if we could harness the power of the sun and, you know, to create some way to provide um, future energy for. Oh, I, I agree you know, with that. Earth, yeah. I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm I agree with that. Getting part. rid of the pollution. Yeah, I, I agree with that part. I mean, I understand the science and the military. What bothers me as I'm reading the story is how did the was that part of the eleven thousand documents uh and and is this is this potentially the kind of thing that he might have been using uh to bargain with i I guess the answer would be it could be it, I, it's exactly the answer. None of us will know what those documents are. They are classified, not just classified, some of which are top secret but I don't think so. Knowing Donald the way I know him, he took those documents for a specific purpose. And the purpose is not to benefit Earth, right, in order to get rid of, say, fossil fuel emissions uh, in order to create energy. He doesn't believe in climate change, believe it or not. He does not. He was using these documents as a power play. You see, the man wants to remain in power. It's why he refuses to acknowledge the big lie that Joe Biden won the presidency. He needs to hold on to power. And one of the ways that you do that is you have a document that is so damaging to this country, meaning maybe it's where our nuclear silos are located, that DOJ if, in fact, you go ahead and you prosecute me, if you indict me or try to incarcerate me, I have people that will forward Give me all of point. our agents. He's going to extort the country. You I are kidding. That- I mean, you, you honestly think, wait a minute, am I hearing you right, that he would actually release that information to, uh, in essence, blackmail the justice system? Absolutely, 100%. He has he he has a belief that everything that is going on negative against him is part of a witch hunt. It's all against him. And he will do whatever is necessary to protect himself, including burning down this country, the country that chose not to reelect him. That's how insane that this man has become, you know. One of the bigger problems that we also have, and I'm talking about releasing it to Iran, to North Korea, Mohammed bin Salman, to Russia. One of the big problems that Donald has caused as a direct result of these 11,000 documents of 184 or more classified documents. Now there are jackets marked classified, top secret, that are missing the document. Right. All right. This is a nightmare. Why? Because because of exactly what's happening right now, Joe, you and I hypothesizing about what his intentions are, what those documents are. What if hypothetically I tell you that in one of those jackets was nuclear silo locations um, 
or they were some sort of nuclear secrets for Israel. And as we all know, Mohammed bin Salman and the Saudi Investment Authority just gave Jared Kushner an incompetent fool $2.5 billion as part of an investment. Now, an investment into what? The guy's never done this before. In fact, every business deal that Jared has made, including the acquisition of 666 Fifth Avenue, which was built, which was, you know, bailed out because they were losing that building and would have put his family's company in bankruptcy. Somehow or another, that goes, that was the worst real estate deal in the history of New York. Yet, Mohammed bin Salman and the Saudi Investment Authority, who are so strict in the terms of who they give money to, they gave Jared Kushner $2.5 billion, and you're not scratching your head and saying why? Maybe this is, maybe these were nuclear information on Israel that the United States and Israel were working on together. I don't know that to be true. But but why should I? We don't know. Why should we, Joe, Joe, why should we even have to hypothesize? That's why we have things like the Presidential Records Act. That's why you have things like the National Archives, because no other president did what he did. Nobody else took 11,000 documents that don't belong to him. They belong to you and to me and to the American people. Michael Cohen, let me ask this. And and, and you probably have had it asked a thousand times, but for the sake of uh, of our audience, Urban View, what attracted you to Donald Trump initially? You know, remember, at the point that I went to work for Donald, it was 2006, 2007. At that point in time, he was a New York real estate developer, a small one, family, you know, office. There were maybe 20 or 18 people that ran the entire company, including myself, himself, the three kids, and so on. He had The Apprentice, which was the number one show on NBC. He had the Miss Universe pageant. There was a lot of real estate deals being done. He wasn't the same Donald that he is now. He was always difficult. He was always you know, rude. He was always a racist and sexist and misogynist and xenophobe and homophobe, Islamophobe, anti-Semite. But it didn't matter. It truly didn't matter. Now, you may say, how is that possible? Why would anybody work for such a, you know, a grotesque human being? And my comment back is if everybody that worked for a horrible boss quit and left, we'd have a high unemployment. He was exciting to be around. There was a celebrity status that was around him. And so you took these negatives and you ignored them. Now, On top of that, I have to acknowledge that I had something wrong with myself as well. You know, I had just come off of nearly a death experience where I was very, very sick. And, you know, I had missed the action. And there was always a lot of action. And when Donald Trump asked me to come to his office, because I was a partner at a white shoe, you know, at at a white shoe firm um, here in the city, he turned around and he said, you know, why don't you leave there? Why don't you come to work for me, right? You'll be my special counsel. You'll only take care of me and answer only to me. You know, he was also the author of the number one business book, The Art of the Deal. So 
why did I do it? I didn't do it for the money. That's the funny thing. People mistake that. I, I had made a lot of money in my youth. Um, you know, by the time I was 39, I was retired. So I didn't go to work for Donald, which makes this all worse. I didn't go to work for him for a paycheck. Right. I went to work for him because I wanted to. I was looking for some excitement. Gotcha. I liked the celebrity status yeah. that was involved with it. And it was the worst mistake of my life. You know, people attack me all the time. Oh, you took all this money from that. That's a lie. Uh-huh. Um, in fact, it's not a rags to riches story that people want to make it. It's, it's really a it's, riches yeah, to I was going to say story. it's just the opposite. It's, it's, exactly, it's, it's, you reversed it. So when did you wake up? When I went to prison, when I sat there in my cubicle, it was very, it was very much like a, um, yeah, like a, a movie. I'm not, uh, I'm not, the, I'm the not Caramani laughing. Crystal I'm not thing. laughing at you. Understand? I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's just an honest answer. When, when, when my ass was sitting in jail. Yeah, that is for sure. In that crappy little cubicle, uh, you know, eating garbage food that was. Uh, Fired and rotted. It was horrible. And that's supposedly Camp Cupcake. That's supposedly the best of, you know, the best of the place. I talk all about this, especially I have a second book that's coming out called Revenge, How Donald Trump Weaponized the U.S. Department of Justice Against His Critics. You know, if you or your audience have ever seen the movie The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, yeah. You know, I, and the book. Sure. Yeah, the book. Yeah. And the book. Yeah. And there's a moment in time where clarity somehow comes to you because you're thinking about the scenario over and over and over again. How is it that I got charged with campaign finance violations? In fact, I was directed to pay Stormy Daniels by Donald Trump, and I did it in connection with Alan Weisselberg. And this was done not just for the, at the direction of, but for the benefit of someone who I called individual number one that everyone knew was Donald Trump. But what made it worse is I was also forced, and I talk about this at length in the book, and what you think, Joe, and what your audience think that they know about me, it's all a lie. It's all a lie that was orchestrated by Trump and Barr, and that's why I have the lawsuit against the U.S. government when they unconstitutionally remanded me back to Otisville a second time by luring me down to 500 Pearl Street. What, what I've done in this book is I have shown what Donald Trump can do and what a narcissistic sociopath who sits in the Oval Office can do. If they can do it to me, just think what they can do to you. That's the whole point. Final, final uh, question. Um, <clears throat> help us understand something I had never heard of, and I'm most, I, I got, most America probably hadn't heard of it, special master. Uh, and I did see an interview where I, somebody said you had applied or you could have applied for special master. Is this something that's available to all of us? So the answer to that is yes. Um, when they raid your property, especially what they did to me uh, as a lawyer, they raided my law office and they took all of my files. Now, there is the special master is a third party. Generally, it's a lawyer that gets appointed in order to review documents to ensure that attorney-client privilege unrelated to the investigation, is not revealed. 
because attorney-client privilege is supposed to be sacrosanct. Are you? Right? Do you um, request it? Does it have to be yes. requested? Yes, you oh. request it. And okay. so the day that my home, hotel, law office were raided, my lawyers sent a letter to the Justice Department, to the Southern District, um, requesting a special master be appointed. And there was. Mind you, here's the difference, though, Joe. Ready? You ready for another giggle here? Go ahead. They took... They took a whole slew of cell phones and they took um, an imprint of the computers in the house and so on. They determined, and you may remember this, there were 10 million documents that, and they claimed that there were 14 burner phones. These weren't burner phones. These were my children's old phones or my wife's old phones or my old phone because I never got rid of them. They have photographs in them. And one day I thought I would wisen up and I'd be able to become technologically capable and I would download every single photo. Because early on, you didn't have the cloud where you could store them. Right, so I right. never got rid of these phones. Okay. They then claim they were burner phones. They were not. Of the 10 million documents, the bulk of them were my kids' photos and, you know, family photos and, you know, nonsensical emails with friends and and solicitations. The whole thing was crazy. So I went through 10 million documents in a period of 40 days. Here, there are 11,000 documents. But what bothers me is, first and foremost, Donald is not an attorney. So therefore, why is the special master being um, you know, requested. Well, even after it's 21 days, I mean, they really blew that time period, but we're going to tiptoe around them anyway. Lo and behold, this judge, Eileen Cannon, it's also why I talk about in revenge that there's a federal judge that agrees with me. We should not have federal judges for life. It is a real problem because this is exactly the reason why. But with the special master, 11,000 documents, you should be able to do it literally in two, three days. Really? I I mean, now, does the special, does this, I'm sorry to interrupt, but does the special master have a staff or does, uh, uh, that goes through this? And then who does that once it's done, who do they report to? Okay. So what happens is it's not, the special master, of course, has um, a staff, but it's not, what you what you think it is the obligation of donald to go through these eleven thousand documents with his lawyers and what will ultimately happen is you do it has to be privileged it has to be privileged information attorney client privileged information otherwise it is not it is not to be excluded now the thing that makes no sense at all. So let's say hypothetically, Joe, you and your friend Rob uh, are on an email chain and you're talking about whatever it might be. That cannot be attorney-client privilege unless Rob is an attorney and he's representing you. Right. So that's automatically permitted. Right. But there is something called the crime fraud exception rule. If it is in furtherance of a crime, and we already know that it is because the taking of government documents under the Presidential Records Act is a crime. It is automatically excluded as being um, – it's automatically included 
as part of the investigation, and you cannot exclude it based upon privilege. It is, it is a, it's negated by the, um, by the crime fraud exception rule. That's why I don't understand why yeah. this is even happening. The fact that he had 11,000 documents, the fact that he had lied for a year and a half, the fact that he had an attorney, this, um, her name was Bob, right, um, right. sign off on a document claiming that they had returned everything. That's another lie to yeah. federal authorities. And he did it, she did, I should yeah. say, in an affidavit. Yeah. The we, crime fraud exception rule applies. All of these documents should be immediately, you know, usable. Yeah, we we played the clip where you where you said that she better lawyer up. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that she better look. Can we do this? Uh, I'd like to have you when when revenge comes out, have you back on the Madison show. Um, yeah, absolutely. And the book releases on October 11th. But you know. I would ask you to do this. I created a website so that people could read the forward. Okay. Um, to the, uh, so you could download it. It's um, at revenge-thebook.com. All right. And I think you'll find the forward fascinating because, again, what you think you know about me is just not true. The five counts of tax evasion, there was no tax evasion. Misrepresentation to a bank, that's another lie. And in fact, the payoff to Karen McDougal, not Stormy Daniels, that I own, that I did, right? But again, at the direction of and for the benefit of Trump, and no, no charges were brought against him or anybody else, I never paid Karen McDougal. That was paid by David Pecker and the National Enquirer. In fact, I had almost nothing to do with it other than review the documents to ensure that Trump was protected. They give David Pecker immunity? Alan Weisselberg gets immunity? And you have to start to wonder why, because they knew that I was a potential sore, right? Um, uh, a what do you call it? A, uh, a thorn in Trump's mm. ass, right? And they were afraid that I would come out and I could disclose, like I did in my book, Disloyal, I could disclose a lot and cause a lot of trouble for him which we're now all seeing, whether it's the DA investigation, the inspector general investigation, when I testified before Congress. Let me tell you, this man is not going to escape um, indefinitely. His nine lives have all been used up and more than nine. Um, I believe indictments are coming very, very soon. And I think he's going to be held accountable for especially this last act. All right. Michael Cohen, thanks for coming on the Madison Show. Um, Joe, thanks for having me. And, uh, and we'll talk again. Glad we uh, finally got in touch. Thank you. This, this thing. You be well, my friend. You too. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.